Sonder away. Ray, guess what? We get to do a test today. What's that? Oh, nice. Magic Mind. You should have taken it like 20 minutes before the show. Well, I got to take it now so that everybody knows that I'm on it for today. So if I took it before, you just have to trust that I'm on it. I'm going to take it live on camera so that we can get full. Uh, so, we could, so, so we could watch you bleed, watch from your, so watch you bleed from your ears and throw up everywhere. <laughs> but do so very Shut up, Jim. That's our sponsor. Be nice. <laughs> over here broke i'm trying to get some money you know <laughs> chasing away all my uh my sponsors this is going to be fun we're gonna we're gonna take a, a magic mind the the new sponsor to the podcast right here magic mind we're gonna take one live on air don't forget to send me some i will send you some i have a small box i got uh you want two of them sure okay i think i have your address <laughs> well what does it taste like uh i'll tell you in a second down the hatch magic mind here you go right here magic mind down the hatch off we go the taste is a little bit yeah. <laughs> interesting we'll say It's hey, not subtly to, sweet. Try to be positive. <laughs> it's uh, it says right on there. It says uh, third line down. It says subtly sweet. I I don't I don't see that. It's not as bad, honestly, as I thought it was going to be. We're gonna find out. Now, see, now we just gotta see to kick in. how effective. Watch, watch him fall asleep in about five minutes. Focus. <laughs> shut up jim shut up jim we're ready to go we got magic mind magic mind we're gonna be so much better today it's all right funny that both of my uh, epic online rants this year have been about the moscone cup and i've been on this podcast so i just want to appreciate that maybe we can uh submit uh both rants for rant of the year see which one's better you'll get in the top three with both of them i think probably yeah Sensei Nate, what's up, pal? So I guess, uh, <clears throat> what do you think, Jim? How was your week? How was your weekend? Do anything fun? I've been, I've been sick all weekend. You've been sick all weekend? Yeah. I've been basically sick since I got back from London. Oh, Filthy yeah. city. I haven't been. I've, I've been lucky. I haven't, uh, <laughs> I haven't gotten sick now in over a year, and I was just expecting to get just killed after coming back from the Moscone Cup, but I feel just fine. Kind of nice. I hate London. I hate London. How have you been, Ray? How was that? We're going to talk about improvements. That's one of the improvements that they should make. They should. It's a. It's Europe. Let's go somewhere else in the summertime. <laughs> it's nice and warm. It's not pissing with rain when we come out of the venue and all cold and minus ten. Let's go to Spain. Something like that. Oh, I can't argue with that. Let's take the Moscone out of the UK. <clears throat> I will say, like, uh, I think if I go forward with the Moscone Cup, uh, you know, people keep asking me how it was, you know, how was London for the Moscone Cup. And I, I'm to the point now where I think I've been to London too many times. It's it's one of those things where it's like I just find myself doing the same things I do every time now. I don't do anything new. And I, I've been there, what, I think this is my sixth time. So I just, like, I have, like, a uh, like 
seven or eight things that I do now in London. I just do them every time I go there. And obviously I'm doing them because I enjoy doing them and it's a lot of fun, but uh, it's one thing to go like to Chicago or to, you know, Milwaukee or something like that, somewhere, you know, within a couple hours drives of me and do the same thing over and over again. It's another thing to probably jump on a plane and go eight hours away just to do the same things over and over again. So I think yeah, you get, up, you got to make time think, to explore new things. There's a lot of things to see in London. London's a great. Yeah. Time. Yeah. There is. And, you know, with the train system, it's really easy to get anywhere you want. So either I need to as well. Yeah, well, that's the goal, isn't it? So uh, I think going forward, I'm, I'm going to really need to either make myself go out and do new things uh, or probably just go into like Dublin or somewhere else and just like fly into London the morning of the Moscone Cup. I don't know. One of those things. But yeah, why not? yeah I don't know. It's always fun going over there for the Moscone Cup. It's a little bit better when we have more than three matches a day, though. That was that's a little bit more rough. But I don't want to get Ray on a uh, another bender, so we won't talk about that. <laughs> if anybody checked into last week, it was quite the uh, conversation. <sighs> so uh, I guess why don't we just jump in? Um, today we're going to be talking about the fallout of the Moscone Cup, uh, what we are thinking of it two weeks later and uh i guess what we envision the the event going forward is going to look like so why don't we jump in right away with uh what do we think of the event as a whole at this point right um i mean the event is gonna is gonna hold its value i think forever i think that you know the moscone cup is is prestigious and means a lot to the to both sides so i think that's compelling i think uh next year in the u.s we're gonna have a, a pretty intense crowd i expect maybe even a bigger crowd than last year's um i think you're gonna see more american support which would be great um you know as far as you know the players are gonna have to get better as far as you know, building a, a team, building a unit. I'm interested to see how that works. I've had and I've heard some conversation about how to facilitate, you know, training and the proper training and, and kind of like management that needs to happen between now and then, which I think is smart. You know, if I'm an enterprising player making my way into Moscone and I, I figure I have a chance and I want to start putting those pieces together as much as I can early on, um, I'd go ahead and start working on that. Um and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously things need to change. I think as far as the format, I'd love to see a little bit more parity as far as getting more players, you know, equal screen time instead of just making it about one or two guys every year. Um, like last year, we didn't really get to see much of Oscar either, which is strange. I, I think we saw Earl like three or four times um, towards Oscars like one, maybe two times. Uh, this year, Wolford didn't get as much looks and you know, obviously we had a truncated schedule. Tyler really didn't either. Yeah, Tyler didn't get enough time as well. So it'd be interesting to see how that kind of shifts out. Um, I know, you know, Darren had shared some commentary on that and how that should kind of pair out compared to how it used to be for them. Um, and I, I'd like to see them go to a template rack myself personally. I don't really understand, you know, creating a rack format and training all year with you know, without the template and then just randomly throwing in a triangle hand rack uh, in the, probably the most important competition for a lot of these guys all year. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it to me, it takes away skill. And then you got to develop a brand new break altogether. 
you know, to to deal with the hand wreck. So I don't know. If you're gonna have a format to standardize it, I think that's that. And um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of work to be done on the American side, obviously, um, to get things rolling in the right direction and start building some momentum. But we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, Jim. I guess what's your takeaways? I mean, yeah, I can see. I, I can see some changes happening to the to, to the roster uh, to stop um, uh, the the same players coming out all the time. Um, but again, you know, you can turn around and say you can guarantee every player the exactly the same amount of matches up until the start of day four when it's all singles. So, so basically for the whole tournament. <laughs> but if it doesn't make it to day four, then you're going to get players that are. You know, if you get another 11-3 scoreline, there's going to be matches left over and it's going to be the same guys that are not getting those matches because assuming that you're the captain that, that decides I'm just going out strong every day, I'm putting out the strongest I can every single mm-hmm. time. You know, I mean, there, there might be something to say for, you know, about, I mean, you, you could almost make a roster yourself and just say, all I need from you is your player one, two, three, four, and five and the schedule is set. Yeah. You don't know, You don't know what it is. You don't know when these guys are coming out, but you just give me your one, two, three, four, five, and it gets filled in automatically. And those well, then what's the point of a captain at all? If that's the point. Well, the, pro- the point, the, the point, the point of a captain is for the mental side of it to 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 then help your players get through it, you know. And then you get your roster, you know your roster, and then you talk to your team about it, and you get them set for that particular roster. I'm not saying this is something that should happen. Sure. But I mean, it it, it takes away the, the 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 idea that Europe can then. Blitz, well, the, blitz the schedule with Fuller and Jason every time. You know, this is this is something that I was thinking about when I was thinking about how I wanted to approach reverse engineering. You know, my preferred schedule, right? And basically, just creating my one through five, just numbers, no names attached, and basically looking at the flowchart and seeing, you know, what's the most optimum lineup that I can get out there, assuming you know one is the most valuable, working my mm-hmm. way backwards, you know. And then seeing, okay, if this is the this is the position that I find that I can get my one guy in with the extra match and you know get him the extra reps that he's deserved, kind of do it in an basically an algorithm way, tracking it and seeing what's the what's the most efficient path to get number one, and then get you know everybody else their spots, and then just saying, okay, who do I want to be number one? Who do I want to be number two? Who do I want to be number three? And fill it out, and then see how that looks. And then, you know, you start making adjustments or, you know, I like the idea of having a plan set ahead of time saying this is going to be my schedule for the cup, barring something crazy. And I think I even heard, I heard Johan mention something to that effect that he basically would go into the Moscone Cups with his schedule more or less in line. And then the rest was just kind of coaching his guys to fit you know, peaking at those moments, I mean, right? That because has to that, make sense too, right? That, I mean, what that to me like, makes sense because it tells me I have a plan. We, there's an yeah. overall plan. We're not just kind of taking each day as like an a la carte experience. But if there is something I need to switch or pivot, then I know that I can make this swap here and still keep the overall trajectory of the plan in place. And then I, yeah, think I mean, to I, me, it, and then the only thing that would change is like, if you're up four zero, maybe you switch a couple lineups around t- day two and day three, or if you're down all four, maybe you switch some things up. But I like the idea of that. Like if, if you're going into it with a three day plan uh, of this is how I'm going to give our team the best chance of winning. 
how is it that that changes? I mean, I just don't see how that changes. If it has, the, if it's the best way for your team to win on day zero, it's got to be yeah. the same for day right. two and day three, right? And I think it, it, if if that plan is clear and you happen to be trailing after day one, but you still stick to that plan, it kind of communicates a faith and belief in the team and kind of gives them, hey, we, you know, we hit a wave. We're skilled sailors. We need rough seas to, to keep that kind of going. And we're just going to, you know, it stick to this plan and write it through. And that can be a stability because if you just start, oh, we got to completely pivot and throw somebody out multiple times in one day and to kind of make a course correct and that goes wrong, which is what happened in day two, um, then that can be really negative, right? Mentally. Cause I think that was the on paper assessment of day two was like, well, this could go either really good or it can go really bad. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. if it goes really bad, then it could be really bad. The whole thing in essence is, is, is it's a team event, you know? So you yeah. want, you want it to be, that one team beats another, not that just two guys in one team just destroy everybody in the other team Which and, make, and, 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 and make it impossible for the rest to, to make up the difference kind of thing, yeah. you know? Um, I mean, I, again, this is just completely off the top of my head. I mean, if, if Matchroom were to set the schedule and say, okay, in the first, first match is a team match, the second one is a doubles, your number one player and your number two player play against America's number one player and number two player. And they do that for every single match to ensure that there's an even spread of all the, the numbers and also that not the same numbers are getting all their matches in before the other ones. And then you turn, well, around, to two, then you turn around to the two captains and says, okay, this is a schedule. I now want to know who your one, two, three, four, five is to fit into this schedule. And there's not going to be the possibility for them to load, to front load anywhere. There might be one or two possibilities if you've got two players that you really want to get in quickly. There's a possibility. But the, the, the whole thing is then balanced. It becomes team against team. Then everybody's important. You can't hide anybody, but you also can't blast through the entire roster with one or two guys, you know? And then you still have, as a captain, you can still turn around and say, okay, this is this is the order I've got to put them out. Who, who do I want to be number one? Who do I want to be number four? Who do I want to be? Yeah, I, 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 I'm pretty sure they, they all did. I mean, Darren has said that in the past, they've had pretty much the perfect format. So I'm not exactly sure where that, that kind of shifted. So I think the well, I think it shifted with like fans' choice. Fans when you're choice. when you're gonna when you're gonna have a fans' choice of singles, it's always <laughs> gonna be Shane, or it's always this year. I guess it was yeah. Fedor, but I mean that's it takes Fedor switching over to Team USA for that to happen. In the past, it was like yeah. you know team events. It's I personally, so, I personally, I like, I, like the idea, I like the idea of of the first three days all starting with a team match. I think the team match is quite nice. Everybody's out there. Everyone's in the arena. If you give if you put a team match on at the start of every single day, it gives every single player. You would think a rack, you know, get them on the table, get them in the arena, and you would expect then the quality to to increase as well, you know, a, yeah, a little yeah. bit. It's a nice match to watch. It's good for the fans, you know, and maybe it, maybe it eats up one of the fans' choices or eats up one of the extra singles matches that Filler always gets or Jason always gets, you know. I think balance uh, balances the roster so that at the end of at the end of the, the the match, everybody's played two singles and three doubles or whatever it turns out to be, you know, and everyone's played the same amount. It makes the MV, it makes the MVP fairer as well, you know, because there's guys going in there for on Team with Europe no chance, right, with, no, with chance. no chance of MVP, even though they know they're probably going to win the cup. Yeah. They've got no chance of MVP because they know that Filler and Jason are going to get one or two points more than them to play in. 
Yeah, you know? I think I'm, I think I'm okay with just getting rid of the fans' choice. It it is kind of gimmicky, and, and I think that's going to. Yeah, that wasn't there this year either. The fans' choice wasn't yeah. there this year, but it was given no. to the captain to decide. So it was an extra match for one of the singles players. Right. You know, so it's still an extra match that somebody gets to play that somebody else doesn't. You know, it's you know, and when yeah, when when we've got one team that's got filler on there, and the other team who's got a player who says, "I don't want to play." Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Just let everybody play. Just let everybody play exactly the same amount of matches, exactly the same amount of doubles, and exactly the same amount of singles. Let everybody do it as a proper team match and see who comes out on top. Yeah, I think. I think. I guess jumping in, uh, when I'm looking at the format, what I, everybody played one match on day one, right? Let's move. Let's re remove the team event. So everybody's at one going into day two because that's how the format requires it. Mm -hmm. uh, day number two, you had Fedor with three. And the next closest person was Shane at two. Obviously, it's going to change from there. But I would like to see a format where you can never have somebody have more than two matches more than anybody else in your team. So if somebody's at three, then everybody else has to have two. Yeah. Some, that way it forces everybody to actually get out there on the stage. And you could still have your best players have a, a match a more. match, yeah. But you can't yeah. have them have two matches more, three matches more. I mean, how many how many matches did Fedor end up with at the end? Probably three more than Tyler and Shane. Yeah, he played. He, just, uh, he played. Uh, he played. Yeah, but, but that's because the match ended pretty early as well. You know, they'd have they'd have got those matches back. But you know. Well, I think they were no. I think they were only like one match away. They couldn't get the same amount of matches as him because he played he played two singles at the start. Correct. So they could never get the but, same amount of matches. But what um, I'm saying is I think they were only one match away from getting into the singles portion of the event, which means that everything is done from there and everybody's just going to get one more, right? I mean, Shane and uh, Shane and Sky was the last match before singles, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, that is well, it. I mean, and and the, the, guy, the, well, the two that are going to have more than everybody else are adding one more. All Fedor did was play one singles more than the rest. Uh, Fedor, and one more doubles. Fedor, Fedor and Sky. And one more double. He played one more doubles too. Yeah, okay, but Fedor and Sky would have in the singles. Fedor and Sky split the the two extra matches. Fedor and Sky yeah, split. Them. Sure. Yeah, Jason. Uh, sorry, Fedor yeah. also played an extra doubles. Jason and Filler split the. No. Filler played the first one, and yeah, Filler and Sanchez Ruiz split the, the Europe. No, Filler. Filler played both of them. Filler played both of them. So Filler Filler got a lot more matches than the rest. Yeah. Well, that's why he was the MVP, right? I mean, yeah. I don't think anybody's going to say that he played. Uh, and did he play better than Jason? Uh, yeah, I think so. yeah, probably. Yeah, he it was close. I mean, he, he definitely made he definitely made flashier shots, but did he play better than Jason? I pretty close. I, I don't I don't remember Jason even hardly making any mistakes. I mean, not that Josh did, but I mean, they played pretty close. They Josh just had an extra. Let's say, let's say that let's say let's say a few of the racks that Filler shot out were. We're a level above anything that anybody else did. <laughs> well, a couple of the shots that he made are, yeah, we're just yeah. I mean, they're just yeah, yeah Jason, just Jason did very little wrong. Did very very. Do we little have wrong. any? Yeah, yeah. Do we have any update yet on the matchroom schedule? Has that been released? For I'm still Friday? waiting. I, I I need to figure out if I'm what events I'm going to play. There's nothing, I, well, nothing on the website about any schedules. I have no idea. Actually, they they redid their website, and I actually really hate their website now. I thought it was quite user friendly before, and now I find it a lot harder to access information on their website. Yeah, but that's neither here nor there, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if, if I, I do like the idea, I never thought about the idea of actually having a set schedule in the you know the each um, a set schedule, and then you know Matchroom kind of, but Matchroom has to do 
the schedule before they actually um, pick one through five for their players. Because yeah, so the, the entire the, you, the entire event is is decided. Yeah, you. Yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no waking up in the morning and reacting to score lines. Correct. Your schedule but, is in there for the entire event, except except for perhaps the last I'll day singles. Up, right. Then I'll you can come right. back in the last day singles. I, and decide right. I can do it on my end. I can do it on my end. I got All you. Right, no problem. Um, no, but but you know you know good and damn well that if uh, if you say all right, uh, Sky is number one, Shane is number two, blah 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 blah. Josh is number one, Jason's number two, blah 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 blah. And then Matram takes that and makes their schedule based off of that. You know good and damn well that they're gonna fix that to give whatever the best. You know they're gonna they're gonna set it up to where Josh is playing Shane opening match because they want people to get in there right away. They want people to be started this starting it. Well, no, because, because no, because you're you're giving the captain both sets. No, so no, no captain... what I'm well, yes, but what I'm saying what I'm saying is if if the captain picks one through five. Both if both captains pick one through five, and then they give it to Matchroom, and then Matchroom makes their schedule based off of no that. the schedule. The schedule has to be the, the schedule has to be known yes. before. So, yes, yes, yes. I, 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 yes, I, I agree. I kind of don't like that idea because I I do think there's a skill to the captaincy side of things and making. You well, know, I don't think that goes right away, decisions. right? Because that well, doesn't go away it, necessarily. Because if, if if both captains if have the schedule allowed, right in front of them, if you're not they allowed, can, to they can start in. making their decisions. If you're not allowed to pivot, you know, a key match here and there because everything's already pre-locked for you, then you take away a lot of, you know, the on on-site, like live sure. calling ability of the captain. And I don't necessarily. But there is a lot of gaming that could thing. still happen, right? So, like, th- like let's say JJ, let's say uh, one plays against four. Uh, let's let's just say one plays against four. Um, both captains can be like, all right, well, oof. Uh, all right, JJ says, all right, I think uh, they're going to put Josh out as number one. I'm going to go out and sacrifice Shane Wolford in this singles match and try to load up later on with other players and just kind of sacrifice off this match and give Shane a, you know, a, a free roll at trying to beat Josh. You, you can kind of like game the, the system a little bit to try to find out where they're going to put their lineup, where we're going to put our lineup and try to optimize based off of what we think they'll do. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like chess. You know, you're, you're making your moves and, ahead. You and know, real quick, just real quick before you go, I do want to give a shout out to Windows Open for having uh, Darren and since they're in the comments, Darren and uh, Carl on and then JJ yesterday. So I, I want to give a shout out to them. Go over and watch those interviews they did. They were incredible. I'm halfway the through the days of were great. I'm, yeah, I'm halfway through the Darren and Carl talk. I had to take a meeting and then jumped on this. So I haven't finished listening to that. Um, I thought that J- I listened to the JJ conversation this morning. I thought it was I thought it was great. You know, I thought it was good to have JJ on there, you know, kind of like give his take on how things went, what were some of his decision makings and, and idea. I think it's good to hear that side of things. Um, give props to JJ for doing it. I know that's not an easy interview for him to have. Yeah. It's easy to crawl under a rock when, and yeah. not, you know, and, and uh, you know, he's it's a friendly who, interview. It's a friendly interview. It could be a lot harder, but yeah. Also I think a lot JJ of us feel the balls to doing it is good. Feel, feel frustration because we, we all want their, you know, we all want a competitive cup that we all want. Yeah. Especially the American, and we all think we're the want. smartest guy in the room, right? We all think that we have the answers. <laughs> we well, all think we're smarter than everyone else. Monday morning quarterback. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that that's always easy, you know. Of course, but in hindsight, is twenty twenty. It's I personally, I personally don't think, I personally don't think it achieves anything by going in hard on on on, on Jeremy. Um, right. I mean, the chances are he's not going to be the captain next year. Um, I think, I think he's he's you know. He's an outside bet to, be, to get the captaincy again. I think if he gets a captaincy again, then I think people 
will ask questions and people will then say, right, well, what the, what the fuck are you going to do different this time? You know, you've been given another chance. Everything you know, starts and stops with Shane. We already know that. It's just whether or not he's exactly. in line. So people are, people are going to be calling for, for, to, for, for Jeremy to actually, you know, to change something, to really get harder with Shane if that's what people feel is necessary. Um, if he doesn't get the job, if he doesn't get the job again, it's a new person, then what's the point? What's the point in bashing on him now for something that he can't do anything about anymore? You know, he can't change anything now unless he gets a job again. You know. Well, I think I think to your point, it's probably it's probably unlikely that he's going to get the the captaincy another time. But I think he he can probably still add value. I you know I, I'd mentioned on on the last conversation about this about there being more of a collaborative kind of ownership, at least on the United States side, as far as Team USA prep is concerned. I think there's a lot of very talented and knowledgeable people who have skills and insights to offer. And when you talk about prepping for something that's on an international stage, it's going to reflect the U S right. You know, our country and kind of put our, our flag up there. Then we should be putting those best minds together and kind of like, you know, helping add value, make, you know, make, uh, make for a quality training environment. You know, I think, Again, it's crazy to me that we didn't have a practice match uh, before for Team USA. I thought that's kind of strange considering how beneficial that could be. You get those competition reps in and you get to see in real time what's what's working and not working. Would have loved to have seen that. Uh, but, also, okay, but against who? Oh, well, Texas, well, Texas is a ton of great players. Oscar was over there. Dominguez was over there. Chris Reinhold is, was, I think, Roberto close. Gomez is over Roberto Gomez is there. Then, then you're, you're banking on those guys to actually say, you know what? But Jim, you know, even. I'll like give up my time and play a match. You know, you're well, saying to Chris I Reinhold, mean, you're, saying, you're saying to Chris, Chris Reinhold, you're not in the team, but do you mind helping us out by... Absolutely. Why wouldn't he want to? Why wouldn't he want to? No, I'm asking you. If he wants to be a part of the team going If he wants to be a part of the team going forward, he sure as hell better try to help it when he's not on it. Yeah, and... and the question, you know, does he, he do that? I know, I know there's a lot of players that would turn around and say, go fuck yourself, you didn't pick me, I'm not helping you. You know, congratulations, a, you'll never make it again. If you can't be part of yeah. the team when you're not part of the team, don't expect to be a part of the team any other time. Team Team, team Europe had a practice match against a Scottish team in Glasgow. Well, yeah, and, you know, and all joking so. aside, like I, I'm not trying to put like any of us in that category, but there was a pretty freaking strong like amateur team that they could have put up against them at uh, Spots and Stripes yeah. when they were there for the three days. I mean, Del Sim was over there. I, I'm blanking on the guy's name. He's, he's uh, um, an Indian player. He plays really, really strong. Um, you know, the, the guy that works there, uh, there's a guy that works at spots and stripes that plays about 730 feet speed. I mean, I was there, Jim, I play like 500 speed all joking aside. Like there actually was some pretty decent players that we could have actually put up to, to not, not Te challenge them, but to just put them in a situation of, you know, something Texas in that area, in that area, you could have gotten Alex Calderon, Roberto Gomez, Chip Compton, Joy Gray. Oscar Dominguez was in town. Like, there's a number of players that are in that area that are high 700s, low 800s that you could have just had to spar with and practice with, you know. Yeah. And if you need to pay them for their time, sure. But whatever, you know, that's worth it. And it's an opportunity to get actual heat reps. You need those things. You know, when last time Team USA won, they went and played the Kremlin Cup, played against Team Russia, then went and played a practice set against the European, the Great Britain team. So they play with European team to prep against, you know, to prep against Team Europe, which is less likely than getting an American team to want to, you know. And the funny, with the funny thing was they, they they lost against Team Britain and then beat Team Europe. No, they did right. not. 
No, they, they did not. Yes, no, they did, did not. not. Yes, no, did. they did not. No, they did not. They they won like six or seven matches matches straight to win that. When they played yeah. against like Mark Gray and Imran Majid and uh, Darren Appleton, I thought they lost yeah. that. No, they won it. They were they were down big. They were down like seven to one, and then they scored like like eight of the next nine points or something like that. They ended up winning it. They did win it. Yep. Just but just the point is, you get to go through those you know near pressure you know simulated experiences and and get competition reps and to me you know with guys that are all pretty much know what what to do how to execute certain shots you know how to you know deliver the cue and all that you know it's really mal- just get used to the formats nice i'm just yeah just actually getting and i know uh to shout out to jj who obviously they didn't have a challenge match but they did they, they were training in a race of five where they were putting up you know sky and Sky and Shane versus uh, Tyler and Fedor, and they were they were doing sure. that over and over and over again. But it, it's Among, a little bit amongst themselves is great. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's helpful just to see that's what, what they were doing that. Yeah, but then you want to take that and apply it, you know, in a real match setting together and and see how it goes. You know, well, it, I mean, it depends. It depends how helpful that is because what I heard. Yeah, you also was, don't want was, there to was, be was, negative seeds, right? D- d- during all those matches. Shane basically got battled by everybody in his own team for like a couple of days and couldn't win a rack. And it basically could be one of the reasons why he wasn't in the best frame of mind when he got there. Apparently that he was getting battled by everybody in his own team. Well, that, I mean, why not have that as like a, you know, when we were spots and stripes, why, what, why not ask Del Sim and myself and um, the guy that, uh, the guy that works at spots and stripes. I cannot believe I'm not remembering his name right now. And then the 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 Indian guy that was also there, and you know, they could have put together a pretty decent amateur team of a bunch of 720, 730 Fargo players that aren't going to challenge you. Might help your ego a little bit, might help your confidence a little bit, and give you a you know a little bit of a, a pressure. Or but or or before you play against filler, <clears throat> one oh, of your yeah. teammate one of your teammates goes to the practice room with you and deliberately misses everything, so as it gives you a little bit of confidence. Yeah. Whatever you gotta do to pump to pump it up, to pump up your guys. You gotta do it. You know, I mean, Oliver. Oliver's the guy that works there. Oliver. See, yeah, that's not, see, that's that drink you took. Without taking that drink, you would never. I wouldn't have remembered. Yeah, that's it. Magic mind helps. Magic mind. <laughs> I would have never gotten there. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think Oliver played. Uh, he played Coping Han at the the UK Open. He didn't even have a cue. He had to borrow cues to uh, to play. There's a English eight ball player. Had to borrow cues and uh, took Coping Han to the hill. Lost on the hill. Nice. Him, so. Yeah, I mean, solid player. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't get to the hill against Coping Han without uh, you know being able to play a little bit. I beat Coping Han. We... Well, you're a damn champion, last, aren't you? Last year at the international, in front of his two brothers. So, did you look at him and just scream, "You're next"? I think he was. Uh, I did not. Uh, I know better than to poke the bears. Those are big bears, even though they're diminutive in stature. They're, they're very small, big <laughs> bears, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't build players with big paws. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't know. I don't, again, like, like you said, Jim, Monday morning quarterbacking, right? We're, we're always the smartest people in the room. And, you know, if JJ would have just listened to us, we'd be, uh, we'd be in a much better situation right now. Obviously the, the irony of that is, uh, it's quite strong, but, uh, you know, it, you know, this is kind of what the industry is, right? You, this is what creates interest. This is what, what creates content. You sit around and talk about things and, you praise when things go well, and you 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 criticize when things go wrong, and and you know all of it brings interest. I just I just hope that I just hope the match will make a decision very quickly, 
on the captaincies to give yeah, yeah you got to give them a chance yeah. yeah give whoever it is as much time as possible to formulate a plan to get in touch with the players because you know there's three of them that are going to be on that team you know at least three of that that five will be back again they already get touched, already start building a report already start. how do you remove tyler i mean unless he's not playing how do you remove no, I'm tyler just, i'm just saying there's, there's three foregone conclusions tyler i don't i don't see tyler getting into the top three on the ranking tyler's the only person that's like keep with shame but, he's, but he's needs a wild card so i don't see him getting in the top three in the ranking yeah. so he needs a wild card you don't know who the yeah. captain is the captain might think tyler's a complete asshole and not picking you don't know but there's three guys that are going to top the ranking it's going to be those three guys that top three in the ranking so those are the only three that you that you need to worry about at the moment i think you know and i honestly i don't think you really need to do much talking to tyler if he is going to be in your team i no. don't really think you need to say much to no him. because he preps better than anybody else in the world Exactly. You don't need to tell you, you don't need to, to, to tell Tyler to work hard. You don't Tyler's need to on that stage Tyler because he's focused. Yeah. You don't need he's to on that tell stage. Tyler to cry his fucking heart out right until the last ball. You don't need to tell Tyler these things. He's on sometimes, that stage because he works hard sometimes hard everybody else. Sometimes the only thing you need to do to Tyler is say, I appreciate your honesty, but you don't have to say absolutely everything. <laughs> <laughs> Some stuff you can just <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Tyler's on that stage not because he's the most talented. It's because he works harder than everybody else. Well, I, you know, it's interesting you mentioned the whole, like, honesty thing with the players. I think an engaged coach will have opportunities for, for feedback, you know, bring stuff back and forth, you know, and then be able to take information from one person saying they're feeling a certain thing or not feeling a certain thing or, you know, you know, that's part of the alchemy of being a uh, uh, you know, a master motivator of people, right? Is figuring out, you know, what they're sensing from somebody because they're going to get something from you that's unique and you've got to have them in the right state of mind to go out there and compete. And then your job is to interpret that stuff and then, you know, translate it back out. So it's a little bit of like, uh, you know, live alchemy and sorcery here, you know, mental sorcery. Johan apparently is very good at that. He's not necessarily the best, you know, player but he knows how to train people and how to get them into the right frame of mind so that's that's awesome you know maybe maybe we see scott you know have a shot frost you know i i've i've mentioned it in private to a few friends of mine a month and a half ago uh even just even to tyler before the us you know actually right after the us open i was just like i have a feeling scott's gonna wiggle his way into next captain if um if it doesn't go well for team usa in, in Europe, really quickly before you move on from that, are are yeah. you are you in favor of that, or you just think that that's going to happen? Um, I think I think it would probably be a, a a good change forward as far as in in U.S. people. Um, again, you know, he has leverage. I think with Shane, relational leverage. I think that's very important, and he's a very smart guy. And I think from what I've heard in commentary of his assessment of the in-person dynamics, he was tuned into a few of those kind of more subtle things, you know, um, disposition and timing and what, because really it's about timing. You got to make sure that your guys are playing well at the right time to win matches and steal points. And that's, that's how you win, you know, the Moscone cup. I heard a great conversation just yesterday. Djokovic was talking about, you know, his match with Federer and I think it was 2019 Wimbledon. And it goes five sets. Seven twenty-five. It was thirteen twelve in, in, in the fifth set. 
and he said, by all accounts, Federer played the better match. He won more points, served more aces, made less errors. I just won key points at key times and was strong enough mentally to not lose certain points at certain times, and I won the match. I ended up finishing ahead. But he says Federer played a better match than he did. And he says sometimes that's how you win, you know. So we got to get to a point where we're thinking right, you know, and giving ourselves the best opportunity, making the right decisions. And I think Scott's very savvy when it comes to that one pocket player, you know, and uh, been around the world and is a student of human moves, as they say. So I wouldn't be opposed to it. I don't think. I think it has. I think it, it needs to be somebody who is very different from Jeremy. Right. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think the who is really that important. It's the approach that that person has. They have to. You know, Jeremy's incredibly knowledgeable. He's been there before. He's been in the arena, but there's something missing there with his connection with with with, with that team. I, and I maybe, don't think maybe he's too soft. Maybe he is too yeah. soft. Maybe he's too friendly with them. Then let's try somebody who's going to be a complete asshole to these players. I'm not here to be your friend for the next four days. I don't give a crap if you hate me. I don't right. care if you're talking about me behind my back with the rest of them. You're yeah. doing this and you're doing it when I tell you, and you're doing it the way I tell. Just see if that works. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think the lighter touch, uh, the lighter kind of approach is helpful in in a scenario. It's with where, some people, but obviously not with these people. In this scenario, I don't think it's helpful, right? And yeah. on Ralph Eckert's side, it was totally appropriate because you had a culture established. You had a definitive leader. There was clear ideas of how and when to do things and why, and they didn't necessarily need the guidance. But I think on Team USA side, there needs to be a, a stronger voice, a stronger approach. And, you know, there's going to be lines in the sand saying, I don't want to play. You're playing. This is the spot you're playing in. We need you to go out there and this is when you're going to be playing. So you got to do it. Anything you need to do to be able to be ready to play match two tomorrow morning. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? That's just got to be it. And so, and I think having a clear game plan from beginning to end, not, you know, not just kind of like scrambling things up and shifting because, you know, then again, if what's the reason behind that? If somebody's saying they don't want to play, then do, you know, do they have too much leverage and too much sway? And you don't want to have that either. You know what I mean? Are you are you are you then scared that they sabotage it to make to, to say, I told you it was the wrong place to put me? That they then sabotage their own match to prove you wrong? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you want to tank that way too, that's fun. But you know, ultimately if you're at the top of the, the pecking order for the team, you got to be available to play the most matches, you know, or, clo or close to it. You know, Filler's ready to run out Especially there at any second. The same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, if Filler's going to want to run out there every single second, he gets a chance, you know. Filler will play five Jason, matches in a day if you ask him to. Jason, like Jason will as well. He'll do whatever you need, you know. I so, think he'll run over Pia to get out there faster if he needed to. Absolutely. He's a killer. Mm -hmm. But um, but she'll hang the lights. She'll definitely hang the lights. She's in charge. Yeah, he doesn't do that stuff himself, does he? No, she's in, she's a she's in charge, hundred percent, hundred percent. But um, you know, yeah. yeah again, I, I just don't see. I don't see how Scott's the answer. I mean, and it's and it's nothing against Scott. It's nothing about his credentials. It's nothing about his worthiness. It's everything that I just don't see him as being any different than JJ. And sure, he's got the ear of Shane a little bit more, but like. If if we're if we're this close away from having Shane more engaged, and the only difference is having Scott there that will help engage him a little bit more, sure. But I don't see that as like the case. I feel like we're a long ways away from Shane being properly engaged, and 
I think I don't we, know. Like, I, I like the idea of having Billy as a captain, as weird as that is to say, more than I like Scott, just because Billy Billy is such a firecracker. He is going to be so much different than what JJ would be. I feel like that would be enough of a shock to to maybe keep Shane engaged, but maybe Shane doesn't respect him enough to be able to keep his ear. I don't I don't know. I just don't see I don't see Scott as being that much different than JJ. I I would argue against that. I think um, just because of what we saw on day three with Shane coming out so strong. And I know a lot of that has to do with the on it's the day. To, it's e- well, it's easy to come work. out well when you're playing well. Well, yeah, but it's easy to play well when you're locked in and engaged. Sure. And it's easy to sure. play really bad. So sometimes that distance between that, even though it feels like a, a mile away, you know, when we're seeing the outside of it, it's just, it's a small, it's a small thing. And, you know, to tell first credit, you know, if, if you know, that taking licks in practice is going to affect somebody negatively. You have this evidence now, right? Then, then, you know, pump them up. You know, find a find a sacrificial lamb that well, you travel let, with. Let's you. be completely honest. If they're two two after day one, Shane's still engaged in the match. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, because the pressure's off of him for that for that day's losses. It's it's, it's the score. It's the right. score that's the, right. the, that's checked him out. Well, I, I would he, also he's, I would also he's, he's, taken, he's taken so many beatings over the years. He's four now. There he says, "Well, there we go again." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would also. I mean, they can't come back from this, and it's right, just. I would also argue because that, they've never come back from it. He thinks they can never come back from it, so then he just switches off. I would and also the only, argue, right? The, the, the only way to guarantee defeat is to give up. That's the only way you guarantee losing. That's the only one hundred percent guarantee is just to give up. I would also yeah. argue, Ray, that if uh, he looked pretty engaged coming out on day one as well until that nine ball. You know, if if he misses the first nine ball against that, rack, uh, that, that I'm telling you that rack, that rack he ran. You know, he ran it all the way to the nine, but Beautiful. he was getting worse and worse on yeah, every yeah. single ball he hit. He was it, it, the he was in the best position possible on the first ball, and it got ten percent worse every single shot he hit until he left himself until he got nowhere near center table. He should have been center table with that cue ball. He only got that That's, far from the rail. Sure, but he's also he's also favored to make that ninety eight percent of the time. He's to make it, but but he doesn't. He, he never misses it from center table, which is where he should have been. He managed to get himself this far from the rail. I think he just, just, it went from 100. Forward, just rolling forward back to center table. He managed to get this far from the rail. I think he got a little skid as well on that eight ball. You well, know, it's the a table. The, the, the table, and he's and he's decided to go forward with it, which means it's going to stick a little bit on the rail. It's not going to it's not going to release like it normally does because he's put the top spit on it. He could have just drawn back and left himself a little bit thinner on the nine, but he'd have he just still got down, you know. Halfway between the, the 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 blue spot and the, the left hand center, he still got himself down there, or the right hand center of the team. Here's some here's some secret technology that I've started playing with a little bit in spots where you get a little flat, but you really need to move the ball. You know what I mean? Like where like he got a little flat on that eight ball, and ideally, when I have an angle, you just go to the cushion and back out. And it's hard to f- man- manufacture that with your playing shafts. You know its limitations, but if you pull out your break cue and just shoot that ball with your break cue. The, the super stiff car, oh smashes right under the cushion it's like you don't realize how much extra leverage you, you can mm-hmm. create angles that don't really exist in spots but um anyhow and that's where yeah. the horo tip would help because the horo tip also has incredible Grabs. grip for 
It is incredible. A sponsor of the podcast will give a shout out to Horo Tips. You can shoot that shot with your break cue and still have plenty of grip because it, it yeah. smashes you, like phenolic and it grips like leather. It's awesome. And if you drank if you drank some of that if you drunk some of that green stuff that Nate Nate had, he wouldn't have left himself flat on the eight ball in the first place. That's a thousand percent. That's where the air had a little bit of magic mind. Actually, why don't we just jump into this? Because it's fully in my system now. And I'm telling you what, I woke up a little bit groggy today. I may or may not have had a drink or two last night. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. You may be high, Nate. Awesome. <laughs> I'm telling you what, this stuff really, this stuff it, really helps will, you out, will, man. You feel engaged. Will you, will, will you pass all the drug tests next tournament if you've been drinking that stuff? That's a good question. <laughs> I might, you might want to go get that checked out. Well, I can tell you what's in it. You want to hear the ingredients? Here's the ingredients. It's got matcha. Uh, it is a way less caffeine than coffee, and also contains additional compounds called catechins that extend the benefit of caffeine by slowing your body's ability to absorb it as well as the compound called l-theanine that reduces stress do i look less stressed right now hey, have, you got some of the, have you got some of that stuff as well raymond no no but uh, i do i do i do take l-theanine in the morning i have a my own stuff that i take that has it so there you go Great. so obviously the compounds are, or the ingredients are good it also has bacapa Manieri, oh. which is a nootropic that improves your attention span, your ability to process and learn new information, and your memory. That's how I remembered Oliver. That's it right there. It's got ashwagandha. Uh, it's uh, ashwagandha. <laughs> ashwagandha, <laughs> which is an adaptogen that reduces stress and anxiety. Yeah. And it's, it's got crazy. weeds, basically. Rhodiola. Rosea, which is a nootropic and and uh, patogen that reduces. And this patogen. does not help you read. This does not help you read. Yeah, from what it doesn't I'm help you read. No, it yeah. does not help it's, you read. It's, it's, his eyesight's gone. <laughs> He's got to check the prescription. It's also um, got lion's mane mushrooms and yeah. cordyceps mushrooms. And mushrooms. Yeah, it's good right. stuff, man. I'm telling you what. Awesome. And you can even get some of this. It's awesome. You know, I took this because I can't stop from drinking too much on a Sunday because Sundays are fun days and you got to drink on Sundays. So I wake up hungover. I have one of these and apparently it makes me the happiest little panda in the whole wide world. I feel like Mario. He, this must be how Mario feels all the time. He's just happy as can be. I love it. This is so good. I, I feel like Nate took a one up mushroom. It's the only yeah. mushroom that's not listed. That, that, one, that one you had had extra mushrooms in it. I feel like I could run a rack. I feel like I could run a ten pack with this stuff. No, and you could get well, your own. Rice, it's not. It wasn't made by a wizard. No, <laughs> I'm telling you, Jim. I'm not going to send you any because you live too far away. But Ray's going to get some. And I already run racks without it. Yeah, uh, well, that one time at Van. Yeah, that one time. One time. You can get home. your yeah. own at MagicMind.com forward slash queue it up. And if you use the code queue it up twenty, you get. 50% off your subscription for the next 10 days. Sick. Do you, do you have an actually, advert for it? Which, yeah, that's it. Is that the advert for it? How about we run the Jacoby ad then? Well, let's jump into that next then. All right. We all, while we're doing this, we'll, uh, we'll thank the rest of our sponsors as well. Jacoby is the biggest sponsor to the podcast. They allow us to really do this and do it at a moderate level. It'd be better if Jim was better, but, you know, what can you do? All right. So check out this awesome advert by Jacoby Custom Cues.
Those are some pretty awesome cues. Bye, Jim. So uh, if you liked any of those cues and you want to get your hands on one, you can always reach out to me. I can get you hooked up with any of those. And I might even be able to get you a little bit of a percentage off because you listen to the podcast and that makes me happy. So uh, let's also thank Insight Performance Coaching. Actually, how awesome would it be to have Tara run uh, the uh, Team USA? Talk about a mental coach. That might be really good. What do you think, Ray? I will not give away the format or structure of what I think a proper training camp looks like. I have like a structure like in mind and it involves a lot of stuff. Mental training is definitely a part of that. So, you know, reach out. Raymond's going to apply for it next year. I, you know, it, I I may not apply. I may just solve the problem directly myself just because I've been so tilted about it. Um, It's driving me into action. So. Exciting. We'll see. Tell you what mental coach might help. Who knows? Tara's, Tara's awesome. She does great work. Uh, Billiards Digest, thank you for your continued support. Salado, Digital Pool, Onboard Sportswear, and Horo Tips. Of course, we already talked about the Black Storm. If you want yourself uh, any of the uh, the tips that we're talking about, you can always reach out to me. I have a, a full stock of them at all times for sale. 12FYAO, talking about those Black Storms. They are actually quite incredible. Have you tried them, Ray? I haven't yet. Um, I'll send you some in the. I'll send you some in your, uh, in your uh, magic mind package. You can try them out. Cool. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what I would uh, put them on because I have. I'll, my... send, I'll send you some too, Jim. Jesus. Jim's uh, Jim's always down to try the new stuff. Yeah. I'll I, try, I heard, listen, I'll try I some. Of great. Terrible sure. I just have a feeling I'm, I'm going to melt them like I melted the, um, the town V2 tips. Uh, they these do not do that they do not do this they will not they will not because they're not the same material they're uh they're a chemical we will find out yeah you will not and if you do then bummer but i don't think you do 12 fyao uh they have not made any marks on my table have they made any marks on your table they do not burn for me cool all right well uh let's move on from our sponsors thank you all and again for the magic mind uh go to magicmind.com forward slash cue it up and use discount code QITUP20. You can get yourself 50% off a subscription. And remember, these are the people that uh, we we always we always want outside money into the industry. We don't have a lot of it. A lot of there's a few companies that have reached out to us in the past to get some outside money into our podcast. If you support them, they will continue to do it. So please go over there if you have any interest in uh, helping with your focus and attention and memory. Honestly, this stuff is actually pretty cool. I just tried it for the first time today, and I feel like really energized after being kind of hungover today. So. I might, I'm actually going to get myself some of this. I'm going to pay my good money for it because I really actually enjoy this. So, all right, let's, uh, let's move on from there. Let's get back into our discussion on the Moscone Cup. Uh, we've had a pretty good discussion on the, uh, the format and kind of our takeaways from it. Uh, let's, let's look at it more broadly going forward. Um, I know that there was a lot of hype into this being the 30-year anniversary. They, really, you know, they put out a, an incredible video of it, a documentary-style video. Um, they did a lot of hype. They did a lot of like apparel and all that good stuff. And to be honest, it kind of flopped, right? Uh, what do you look at the future of the event being? Uh, how do we make it more competitive consistently? Jim, what do you think? Um, well, at the end of the day, if you call it a flop, yes. I mean, yes, competitively it was a flop, but I still think the production was excellent. The arena looked fantastic. Um, 
we had the VIP for one day. Everything they did backstage with the VIP was really, really cool. Having the table there, and you know, there, there was lots to there was lots to do. Um, I don't particularly like Ali Pali as a venue. Uh, once you're in the once you're in the arena, it looks fantastic, and the atmosphere is really good, and the 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 the, 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 the acoustics in there are really really good. Um, but I, I just don't like going to London for the for the Moscone Cup very much. Don't like going. To, Vegas is just way better, <laughs> put it that way. You know, the, um, um, I don't think that Matchroom could have done really much more, to be honest. The, the the thing was, if you want to call it a flop, was a flop because Team America just didn't show up and didn't perform. Yeah, I'm ready, yep. um, that, that's what made it a flop. But that is, in essence, I mean, Barry Hearn touched on it at the start in the press conference when he made his speech, saying, you know, you can't sell this event if it's going to be a blowout every single year. It needs to be competitive. And at the moment, Europe are not going to show them any mercy. You know, Europe are not going to turn around and say, we'll let you win one now and again just to keep it interesting. It's not going to happen that way. So America are going to have to step up. They're going to have to pull the pants up and, and, and actually make a, a match out of this. Will it ever go away? No, it'll never go away. It's Moscone Cup. It'll stay there. It's still the, the flagship event, you know. <laughs> um, but this will happen, you know. It, USA will not always get pumped, you know, they're going to win occasionally, you know, and, and, you know, we're 30 years in, they want to continue for another 30 years, you know, 20 years, 30 years from now, maybe Europe are getting pumped all the time. You, you don't know these things, it changes, it goes back and forward. It's just unfortunate at the moment that Europe are so dominant that we get these, uh, we get these matches. Um, Matchroom can't do much more, you know, they, they, they're, they're providing an, an excellent product. Um, but... Well, if there is something that they can do, and we've talked about this already a little bit, is uh, make it so Josh and Jason can have five matches each. Throughout yeah, but they, but, uh, no, I, I, I get that, and you know, and but I, I my that personal opinion on, on changing the format is not to help USA. It's to make it more of a yeah, team event. Yeah, it does make the product better too, right? Yeah, you, you, want, you, you, want, you want all five of these guys have qualified. They should all get the same amount of airtime. They should all get the same amount of matches. That's what a team thing is. That is a team against yeah. team. Everybody, it's, it's the same as you, 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 you have a game of soccer. You've got 11 players, all play, or 22 players, all played at the same time. They're all equally important for the same amount of time during the match unless you're making a case of substitution. And that's team play. Not that you can, you can win something with three players. And a five-team event for three players to be enough for you to win the event is not, you know, that, 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 that shouldn't be the way it is. So let everybody have the same. I don't want to go down the road of we have to change it in order to make it more competitive. That's the Corey Jewell way of thinking. Change the rules so that I've got more chance of winning. Well, I, rather, I actually, than, rather, rather than just go and get better. Well, I'm very much in favor of them actually changing the format. I would love to actually see them change the format. But not to make it well, not to make it more competitive. I would like to see, I would like to see five matches a day, no matter what. And we're not playing to a number. We're playing that this is this is how many matches we're going to play. Five matches day one, five matches day two, five matches day three, and six matches on day four. And that's that's the schedule every single day. One, it's going to make it more consistent. They know ish exactly how long it's going to last. You're not cutting days short. And you know, is if the U.S. gets blown out twenty six to 10 whatever i mean that's that is what it is you're gonna have 20 21 
total, well, I guess they can at that point, but you have 21 total matches. You know what the schedule is going to be every single day. You can, you can say, all right, this is, this is when we're starting. This is about when we're going to stop. It's better for the networking. It's better for getting out there in packages. You know, you, there's no reason why they couldn't take this package as long as it's ish the right amount of time and sending it over to ESPN um, to be able to potentially do something or any other any other thing. I know they have Sky Sports in the in uh, Europe, but they don't have anything in the U.S. It'd be nice to see it uh, make it onto cable in some sort of way over here. But yeah, I would like I, to see that. I, I want to see them have the, the same amount of matches the, every day. The problem you're going to have there, as far as, as selling a TV product, is that if the match is over and you say there's going to be 21 matches. And it gets to 11-3, like it was here. So you still have seven matches to play. People are not going to watch it. So your TV ratings are going to look shit for day four. So you've got, all of a sudden, you've got TV ratings that are absolutely diabolical. And your TV company, who's paid money for this product, is then saying, I could have put anything else on here. I could have put two people just headbutting each other for an hour and more people would have tuned in to watch it. Well, to yeah. be clear, if they would have done that, if they if they put two people headbutting each other, it's probably going to be higher than pool, anyways, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, okay. Still, that, 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 you know, you just end up causing more frustrations there, you know. And uh, no, I see what you're saying. But... I think I think the match has to have a winning point, you know, and that has to be the moment where the cup is handed over. Well then, well then, why can't why can't once you get to eleven, you still keep the same amount of matches, but you do something different. You do something more fun. You 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 make Correct. it more engaging. You can do something. You can have, you can have a backup plan. Because um, it's not like Jim, like we, we had VIP for day three. And to be to be honest, I mean, day three was I mean, we, I was annoyed anyways, because we had those assholes behind us uh, and they really made it miserable. But um, it's almost it's almost annoying, like in between matches, they go out there and they do like a seven minute, 10 minute long interview just because they're trying to fill as much content as possible. They're not we're not watching pool at that point. We're watching people stand in front of the the. Uh, the table talking and in the the arena you can't actually hear them there's you can barely hear them if at all uh they're doing those interviews not for us in the the arena they're doing them for the people at home on tv and we can't hear what they're saying but we just see them down there and we're waiting you know commercial and then a 10 minute long interview and then a commercial and we're waiting like almost 15 20 minutes in between these matches because they're trying to just fill up as much time as they possibly can because they know that the match isn't going to be competitive I mean, is that good content? Maybe. I mean, you, Maybe uh, it is. I, mean, I don't know. We didn't hear it, so I don't know. Could, what, what you could do is you could have something like a, like a pro-am. You know, you have a, sure. you know, you, you turn around and say, okay, our plan B is for day four, if there isn't a day four, that we have a pro-am. The, the, winning, team, the winning team gets a, 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 a doubles partner from the crowd that's you know, maybe somebody well-known, maybe one of the captains or both captains or a doubles partner for somebody. And um, uh, Carl Boyce comes out of the commentary box. Uh, uh, Scott Frost comes out of the commentary box. And you make up for, and you just have a little bit of a fun round-robin thing for day four. Sure. And let's let's see if these commentators are play as good as they, the, as, as they talk, you know, and, and have something like that for day four. Um, anything, to, anything to get more pool on the television rather than shortening the day's and having less pool, make sure there's more pool, you know? Yeah, I think I think there's been like like I, I, I think about like tennis broadcasts, you know, let's say there's an arena where there's a rain delay, you can't close the roof. A lot of times they'll they'll scratch we'll that match else. for the day and they'll replay a match from earlier in the round or something like that that you know can fill the airtime. I think to to the point about making the Moscone Cup 
better and bigger, let's just say. I think getting it off of Daz and, and onto something that's more accessible to non-pool fans um, or non-Daz subscribers, I'd, I'd imagine well, it's a pretty Brandon, small a, market. I'd love to see it on Facebook, honestly. I think I could share that uh, with my 5,000 people that are on just my page alone. And there will be people who are like, oh, this is exciting. This is cool. It's something Raymond's into. Um, I think that's probably more valuable, at least here in the U.S. Um, but I know, you know, they've got their airtime, you know, in the U.K. that goes straight to Sky. Oh, there's value in that, too. It's I don't know what the cost is compared to getting it on something like ESPN or something on cable here in the U.S., but you know, it's definitely important because it grows interest. Um, as far as just making the cup, uh, you know, more competitive, that the responsibility is on Team USA to get better. You know, they sure. just gotta they just gotta perform better, train better, and kind of rethink the puzzle, and start working backwards from a win to what we need to get to as far as an organization and create an organization. We don't really have a structure here in the U.S. for our pros. We just don't. There's you know, they're just going out there chasing r ranking points. And then making the team, and then you slap a captain on, and then you have a week to get, you know, to figure it out. Like, that's not going to cut it, you know. So, um, that, it, that they, they, could, they could also extend the races, make it six again. It used to be yeah. six. I like and the five. It adds, it adds yeah. a little bit to the television time. It extends a little bit. You could then go to four matches a day, and people are not losing that much pool time. Yeah, I like I. I I agree to a certain extent with Nate about getting, you know, those five matches a day. I just feel, man, if you're going to buddy, buddy them up and like, let them feel the full suffer, like gut them, like, you know, have the well, full I mean, barbarism just, on those, display. That's fine. It's one of those me, things but. where like, um, I mean, for example, like one of my friends went over there um, from Florida and he got there like the morning of, and he left, I mean, he was, at, he was over there on vacation. So he stayed a week longer, but um, I had a conversation with him. He's like, man, this doesn't, it seems like it lasts a lot longer when uh, when you're watching on your TV at home. And I'm like, yeah, well, when you have – what, what do they go? Four matches, four matches, three matches, three matches? I mean, yeah. there's some of these people that are flying eight hours, nine hours, ten – I mean, if you're coming from California, you're looking at flying like 12 hours to get to this place, and you're watching three matches a day. Uh, and, uh, of course, they're dragging it out as long as they can with their interviews, like I said. But that's a really long time to fly for potentially – seven or eight or nine hours worth of only uh, only pool content might as well give them their full package of 16 hours or whatever it's going to end up being by doing five matches a day and find find more it's easier to find creative ways to keep people engaged after it's a beat down than it is to just uh shorten every single day by three matches because you can't keep it competitive in my mind anyways i i just don't see why you wouldn't want it to be allow your team to be creative as opposed to put everybody in a box and throw a bunch of extra interviews out there to try to eat up time. I don't, that's just my thought on it. Yeah. And I, I, I will say I, I like, uh, I also like earlier, uh, the, now that we're talking format, uh, I'm sure Melina Mike's not here anymore at this point, or maybe he is, I don't know. But uh, the window's open when he said um, it'd be cool to see just the first three matches scheduled and then the last two. I think it'd be kind of cool to see, like, at the end of match two, announce match four. At the end of match three, announce match five. And you can kind of move things along as you go. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that, would, that would just be a matter of them holding on to, you know, that information until... Yeah. Oh, well, or or the the coaches are able to maybe announce it uh, live. Yeah, as we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
like a little post or something. They both flip it up at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I it's just getting a little cheesy, but <laughs> yeah, whatever. So cool. Brand Brand Hukil Hukil. I don't know if I've said this right or wrong. That's not a bad idea. If you make the the singles on the last day all double points, you can never win the cup in the first three days. Or the chances that you've won the cup at the end of day three are almost zero. That that conversation is going to so, tilt me, so I'm, I'm going <laughs> to. But that but that 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 almost takes away the whole idea that and at the end of day three the cup is finished. Why yeah. do we should have points. a golden buzzer too? Why don't we have a golden buzzer out there? That'll be fun. If, if you double point the singles. I'm being I'm being sarcastic, right? I'm and I hope you know that. <laughs> drop it out below, both of you. <laughs> I don't think I, that's a, I don't think that's a terrible idea. I mean, it's getting a little it's getting a little cheeky, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. It w- I mean, it, it would it would and it wouldn't benefit the U.S. because the U.S. loses every single. Yeah, because you're shit at single singles, single but match. it still means yeah. you can, it still means that you can play uh, 15 matches on the first three days. What's the chances that you're 10 points behind after 15 matches? I don't know. Maybe it just happened a year, like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, okay, but you think of that? Okay, but you still play five matches a day. You don't shorten your days because you know there's still 10 points up for, or actually 12 points up for grab. You, Jim, let's let's do some very, very, very simple math here. How many matches in total were played? 14. This year? 14. And you want to do 15 matches at the end of day three, and you're saying it's impossible no, the chances to have it end on small. three. It just happened. In fact, they had to have a bonus match. <laughs> like, we only had 14 Look matches. Look back through history. Game. How often has it happened? It's happened twice in the last four years. Then just get better. Well, that, that, that would help, wouldn't it? That's the ticket. I mean, it doesn't really matter what we do. None of nothing's going to work if we can't get past three after day four, right? There is there is no solution at that point. There you go. Spot the U.S. two points a day. You want to piss off Ray in a hurry? <laughs> maybe, go. maybe we can. Maybe yeah, we can. What, 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 does, what does Fargo say? How many points are USA supposed to get based on Fargo? Right, Ray, right, feel free to jump out if you need to. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. All right, guys, have a good one. He's not <laughs> leaving because he's mad. He's, he's leaving because he has to. Yeah, they, Although yeah, he might be mad too. <laughs> I don't. I I don't know what the solution is, Jimbo. I don't know what the solution is. No, there is only uh, one solution. Get the, the only one solution. Get, get better. Get better yeah, yeah. And it's on home soil. The American fans will get behind them. It'll be, you know, you saw that that, that helped them last year. You know, um, I think I don't, I don't hate the idea of Billy getting back in that team and keeping them, keeping them let's, engaged. Let's ask a hard them. question. No, let, let's ask a really hard question, Jim. Uh, and this, this might rustle, ruffle some feathers. How many points do you think the U.S. has lost out on in the last two years due to scheduling? Due to scheduling, picking the players. Like throwing out Earl Strickland three times, three times on day three last year due to errors made by and 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 picking Fedor three matches straight on day two. How many points do you think we've missed out on from that? That's impossible to say, but he has he has and again uh, Monday morning quarterback. Yeah, there's been obvious. There's well, been the, obvious well, these things. That, the Earl Strickland on day three last year is not Monday morning quarterback. Everybody knows well, that he wasn't supposed good. to be on day three. He was supposed to be on day two, but then they wouldn't. They wouldn't change the order. Sure, but Oscar played once that day. Earl yeah, still they, played they, twice. They, they, yeah, they had Oscar. Skyler hardly played at all the whole Moscone Cup. You know, 
But, I mean, these are scheduling things, right? I mean, this these are the things that. Well, are, you know, you 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 put you, you put your roster out for, to to cover the entire tournament. He's 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 not in the position. Jeremy's not in the position where he can just throw darts at a board, and that's going to be where he puts his players out. Europe, you don't think they're picking. You don't think listen, they're listen, not listen, using let, Sky let, and Shane? Let, is, let me let me let me finish. Okay, let me finish. Jeremy's got to spread his his good guys throughout the entire three days. He's got to spread them out. Or he just turns around and says, I'm going full throttle right from the start. If it doesn't work, then we're going to get absolutely pile-drived. But he's got, he, he doesn't have... He's got matches that he has to try and hide within there somewhere. I mean, that's just the way it is. Europe doesn't have any matches they have to hide because every pairing's a strong pairing. Every singles, you don't know who's going to play the best any day. You don't have one guy you're relying on. You know that if, if if Filler has a bad day, Jason picks up the slack. If they both have a bad day, you've got Alvin there. If they have a bad day, you've got the world champion there. You've got, Jesus Christ. I mean, how you know how many backup plans do you need in order to pick up points? The USA don't have that. So they've got they've got partnerships and players that, that, that you kind of need to hide within there. And you've also got to spread your strength throughout the three days. Now, everybody, we've moaned and we've talked about the fact that the best pairing on paper is probably Sky and Shane, and they didn't actually play. Now, Apparently correct. That's one you have to hide. But correct, they didn't play. But he's also put it. He's also put them in a position where you know it's going to be an important match if the rest of the matches had gone the way they should have gone, or if people had done what they had meant to do. If Federer hadn't dogged it against uh, um, uh, against Sanchez Ruiz, if Shane hadn't dogged it twice in the team match. You know, if a couple of other things have gone the way of the USA, then that would have become an important match at that time in the tournament. So it was in a spot where it could have been important, but it just didn't get that far. Now, it didn't get that far because of mistakes that were made earlier on, mainly in day one, you know. So he has to spread his strengths throughout the full three days. Otherwise, there's a, there's a spot where Europe just get a huge amount of momentum, potentially a huge amount of momentum, and they run away with it. You have to take your strengths and stick them spread out so that they'll stop any momentum. I just think that's so wrong. In Europe. That, that, that's the only way I can look at it and think that must be what he was looking at. I need to put pillars in the roster every so often so that Europe don't get any momentum and we can win points back and stop the momentum. It, it's, so wrong, and it's so wrong in this sense. You can't. Those pillars are pillars if and only if they're engaged. If you're putting your if you're putting your team out yeah, there in a sense, if you're putting your team out there every let's say every second match you're going to have you know one of your pillar matches as you're calling them, that means that you're basically losing every other match no matter what not no matter what but you at a pretty high rate you're losing every other match and then you're expecting those pillars to say all right well we just lost th- uh, three of the last four matches I guess I got or two of the last three matches I got to go out there and get it done because. I'm ready to go. No, the people who are the people who are then going out are the people who are saying, "Well, crap." You know, what do I have to go out there for? You know that Europe's going to come out strong. So exactly. you, that's why you have to as well. Do, do you? Do you put your yeah, strongest? Do, do, if you're if you're Jeremy, do you put your strongest couple up against Europe's strongest couple? I think that's absolutely. suicidal. You have because to. one for one for one, they lose every single match. 
Europe's best couple beats USA's best couple. One, one for Europe's one at 60. Europe's second best couple beats USA's second best couple. Sure, but but it's only 58. Why not try and be tactical and put your weakest couples where you think Europe will put their strongest? Because what you're saying, put, Europe is coming out with their strongest. And then put pressure on them. Sure, Europe is going to come out with their absolute strongest, right? They're going to come out with their absolute strongest. So, yes. can you, as the U.S., can you afford to go down four to one, four to zero, five to two? Can you afford to do that every single year only, and wait for only, later on to have a chance? As as aware, no, because people are going aware, to check out. They're not going to be as long engaged. As, you're aware of this, as long as you're aware of the possibility, and as a team, you're saying this is a tactical maneuver that we know could happen. We're trying to pick sure. off these points. We're going to put Shane Walford in the first singles because we know Filler's going to play it. Why would sure. we put Sky? Why would we put top, one of our top guys in there against the best player in the world? Because we lose, you know. that, we lose that guy's singles point. Sure. Why not put well, when 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 Johan won when Johan won for the first time? He put Tyler, a rookie, as the first singles on day one, and they were two 0 behind, and Tyler beat uh, um, yes. Niels. That set the tone for the entire Moscone Cup. And if he'd lost it. He'd say, well, we're 3-0 behind, but okay, Tyler's now played his singles, so now we've got all the strong ones coming afterwards. You know? Sure. But what we're seeing, <laughs> what we're seeing is we cannot keep the team engaged long enough to be able to play that game. We can't no, go down 4-1 and you still can, have you, an engaged you team. Can if you've, you can if you've had the discussions to say this is a possibility, but we're not going to panic if it happens and we're going to keep going. You can if you've I had that we, conversation. I don't think we. I don't think we've done that. I don't think we can do that. I don't think you can't team. have that. You can't have that conversation when you put Sky out there and he gets murdered five 0 and you've lost your best Moscone Cup sure. player for the last years. Has just lost five 0 and sat in his chair for twenty five minutes. Sure. No, I agree with that. But 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 it's also a thing where like I don't think that our team has the willpower to be able to fade that right now. Not not with the way the last few years have gone. I don't think that the U.S. Perhaps has not. the willpower to be able to to fade through no, that. I don't. Get, think they if, do. you get, if you can't get a coach to put that in, then you need new players. Well, or you need a new coach. Somebody who's going to keep this. Yeah, and I just don't. If if you put out your absolute best lineup out there and you get smashed and you go into day three, or you go into day two four nil down, or you put your absolute worst team out there and you go into day down zero four, I don't think that the the room. I don't think that the the atmosphere in that room behind the scenes is any different. I just don't. I don't think they were like, oh, okay, well. It's okay that we just put out our sacrificial lambs. We got the rest of we are we're good to go from here. I just don't see being down four zero that the US has enough fortitude in them after what's happened the last three to four years to be able to get to that point. I just don't I just don't see that. I don't see how they have that. I, I've never you I haven't seen any I haven't seen any evidence that says that the US no, since twenty eighteen has well. or twenty nineteen that has enough uh but maybe you know, well, I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen I've seen evidence since 2019. Just because they haven't won, it doesn't mean to say that they've not fought right till the end. I thought last year I thought they fought right till the end, you know. And considering they had Strickland in there, I think they did very very well last year. This is my exact point. Because <laughs> going into day three, we had I I believe was it a one point lead or a two point lead? Or something ahead. Like that? Yeah, yeah. That's that's my point. Is like get your team out there. Get get make it a match going into day three whatever happens at day three if you yeah. it's a lot easier to go out on day three with a with a less than ideal lineup and hope you know and give them the confidence to know that they're still in this no matter what than going out on day three with your best lineup and being down what was it seven to one but and the difference is having everybody if you, feel if hopeless if, you, if you're going out if you're going out there on day three okay seven one's a big difference let's say you're going out there on day three and you're five three behind if you've got your top guns all playing on day three, you're still feeling good about being five three behind. 
If you're five three behind and all your top guns have already played their matches, then you're not feeling so good about it. If you're five three behind and you and you've got the guys and you're and you've got and this is your day where you're hiding players. I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna and argue with that. Hiding, and you're hiding matchups. And you're but, five, but what, I'm behind, saying, what I'm saying, what I'm saying, but if you're at four four, I think that you're better at four four with a with a less than ideal lineup it. out and there than said, five three down risk. with your best lineup. That's, that's the risk you take as Team USA because at some stage you've got to hide partnerships and hide players, and it's where you do it, and 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 doing it where it costs the least amount of damage, but also making sure that. Your top guys are getting the opportunity to actually win points. You don't want your top guys going up against their top guys when they're playing the way they did a couple of weeks ago, because you're you're getting nothing out of them. You need you need you need filler to beating Shane, to be beating Shane Wall for five 0 not beating Sky five 0 I agree with that. I yeah. do agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. <coughs> um, so, but I yeah. But you, I mean, also, I agree you, with that. You, also, you also need Federer not to be missing seven balls. You also need Shane not to be dogging two racks in the team match. You can talk about how much either one of those about, about, right. about not agreeing with the way that Germany put the, the teams out. The, Germany put the teams out there, but at the end of the day, the players are missing mm -hmm. balls that they shouldn't be missing. Sure. And at the end no, of the I day, if you miss balls you shouldn't be missing, you're going to lose, regardless nope, of what I your coach does. Yep. You're, you're screwed. No, nope, I agree you can't with that. Miss balls the way they missed and win the Moscone Cup. You just cannot, and you shouldn't. Couldn't agree more. You should, for the mistakes they made, they should get destroyed. They should get punished, and they should get pumped. And 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 yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, I definitely agree with that. Uh, I think ultimately, I mean, what can you say? It comes down to it, it's never going to be a competition if you play the way that they did, right? Um, you Unless, assuming Europe continues to play the way that they are, because Europe playing the way that they are, I don't think the U.S. ever has a chance. I don't think that there's a gear in U.S. in the U.S. side. Well, at the end of the day, this is, this, is, this is the first time ever that the same team's gone out and defended. I don't see it happening yeah. again. To be fair, there'll be different there'll be different players, at least one, Probably, maybe yeah. two you know, European players in next year. So it's but a different that, match again. Yeah. It's a different match again. As soon as a European rookie in there, the unknowns come into it again. It was always going to be tough for Team Europe. As soon as uh, Ralph got the opportunity to, to pick the same team again, it's like, why would he not? It's like, well, great. The work's all been done for yeah. me last year. That was probably out of all the Moscone Cups, that was the toughest one for, for, for any team to try and win. Because that was the same team coming back to defend, and they were all in form. They had won it last year. They knew each other. They were in stroke sync with each other. They didn't really have to do much work. There was no egos. They knew exactly, you know, if what they did last year worked, so they just did exactly the same again. Yeah. That was the, that was the toughest Moscone Cup for any team to try and win, and the easiest one that any team has ever had to prepare for. So and that's why. Was, and that's there's like an APB out for uh, Ralph Eckert to because uh, he just stole forty thousand dollars. Well, he didn't steal it; he just didn't have to do anything to get it. But okay, if you've got if if you, I say, uh, in my work as an air traffic controller, we get students to come in and they, they they find it very difficult to just sit there and do nothing. And you have to tell them sometimes, if you've got nothing to do, do nothing. Don't look for stuff to do. And that's exactly what he did. He said, "I've got nothing to do. I'll just do nothing. I'm not going to look for things to do." I'm not going to try and make myself look important. I'm not going to you get. He, he had no ego. He was quite happy to sit back and just say, "Guys, just keep doing what you're doing. It's brilliant. I'll sit here. I'll drink my tea. Great. I'll do the interview at the end of it. You all going to have your party. Brilliant. Cha-ching. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If he try and get involved and try and make himself more important than he actually yeah, was, right. it might have gone wrong. So yeah, actually, yeah. he did do something right by doing nothing. 
Sometimes that's the thing. Well, I don't so, know. I mean, uh, I mean we have on USA, but that, that, that was a, it was a very tough ask for them to win that with the same team coming back again. And here. with Josh and Albin and Jason, Josh Albin, Jason, and they were all playing well, you know. Yeah, Jason was playing as good as it. he always manages to get himself a stroke just before Moscone. It's amazing. He always snaps off a big tournament just before Moscone. Albin got back into groove again in Hanoi. You know, Filler was, Filler was winning everything beforehand. You know, Alkady qualified this time. Didn't have to get a wild card. He, he wins the, the 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 European. And Sanchez Ruiz probably, as far as performance goes, probably the weakest out of the five, but still played better. Than, than anyone in the US team. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, he's still qualified, right? So, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I guess let's, uh, anything else that you want to talk about? That's kind of yeah, the... just one thing that, that, that Jackie Diamond said, just to answer a question here. She says, How much of a hand do you feel Matchroom had in the lineups, especially last year and this year, since Earl was a viewership draw, as was Federer? Uh, I don't think Federer was a viewership draw. I think Federer was in there. If you mean that he was only in because of getting viewerships, I don't think so. Um, I don't think Masham had any uh, hand in the lineups whatsoever. The 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 whole um, fans' choice was taken away. Uh, that would be the only place where they could actually probably manipulate that if they chose to, because it's never really made transparent as to. I who mean, unless, unless you think that Emily is going to Ralph and and or JJ and saying this is what your lineup's going to be for. The no, day. I don't believe. I don't think I don't that's happening. That. No, that's. Well, I don't uh, think Masham had, had any um, anything whatsoever in the lineups. I think the lineups were were, were transparent but, and yeah. it was all captains. Do I think Matchroom had maybe a, a little bit of a a, a hint at uh, getting Earl in the Moscone Cup? Maybe. Perhaps. Do I think that? Do I think? Do I think that they uh, chose the lineups for JJ or uh, no. Ralph? No way. No. No chance. No. I, in fact, if, 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 I mean, put it this way: if they had, then Federer would have played against Jason at some stage. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's if Matchroom had any any hand in in the lineups, then Federer would have played Jason. They would. Yeah. They'd have been playing the first singles match, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, nothing. Uh, okay, well then let's let's leave it right there. Uh, yeah, I guess. Thanks everybody for tuning in again. Thank you again for our sponsors, uh, and we'll tune off until next week. Thanks a lot. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Nate, take it.